This podcast is supported by CoinUp. Hey Camille, I wanted to ask you something. Yeah, what's up? Do you buy coffee in the morning? Yeah, I do. How much is your coffee on average? Well, it depends on where I get it. Maybe around $2.50, sometimes $5.50. It depends how fancy the coffee is. So what if that cup of coffee and all your other everyday purchases could actually help feed a family in need? Save a kid from a preventable disease or rescue a puppy so they can find a loving home. Wow, that actually sounds amazing. Yeah, there's this app called CoinUp. It rounds up your usual purchases and turns your spare change into a monthly donation. CoinUp makes it super easy to securely support a cause you're passionate about. You can set your monthly limit and change your charity of choice anytime. You're always in control. And the incredible part? Your spare change impacts a life. You can download CoinUp on the App Store or Google Play. You can also learn more by visiting coinupapp.com. Hey guys, before we start this week's episode, we wanted to let you know that we're launching a campaign for World Kindness Day. On November 13th, we'll be releasing our first ever t-shirt through our online store. A portion of our sales will go directly to hashtag 1000 Black Girl Books, a campaign led by teen activist Marley Diaz. Marley's mission is to collect and donate books with Black female lead characters. We'll be sharing Marley's story on the podcast on November 12th, so please tune in. For more details about our campaign, please follow us on Instagram at SincerelyHuman and on Twitter at Human underscore Media. Thanks, guys. Now on to the show. This idea that a story can be the first inspiration for someone to discover their own agency, their own ability to be a contributor in the world, to make something happen, is something that I'm really passionate about. I fundamentally believe that there are far more people who are good in this world than there are people who are evil. And that for the most part, our work is to inspire those people who are good to get up every day and put that goodness into action. What was the last movie you saw? And what do you remember most about it? Was it this visually stunning film where almost every scene is just eye candy? Or was it something different? Like when you're watching in the theater or maybe at home and the experience becomes more visceral. It triggers an emotion fear, confusion, joy, empathy. Hours and maybe days pass and that movie you saw made you ask questions and want answers. You're no longer a passive audience. In that moment, you've become a participant. This is the story of Holly Gordon, Chief Impact Officer at Participant Media. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans.
tonight, one of the bravest girls in the world. Malala Yousafzai became renowned for demanding girls be given the right to education. Nine girls, nine stories of courage and the power of the human spirit. The clip you just heard is from Girl Rising, a feature-length film that captures the human stories of girls living in challenging situations. It was an audacious project for Holly. In building Girl Rising, we first started with stories of girls. So we went to nine countries all around the world and we interviewed hundreds of girls. And what we were trying to find were powerful stories that were both particular in their power, but actually that would reflect the millions of girls who wouldn't end up on the screen. To elevate the film, Holly had to find narrators for each story. While she was on a bus from New York to Washington, Holly received a call that sent her over the moon. Meryl Streep had said yes to voicing one of the stories in our film. And so with Meryl in, you can imagine that Alicia Keys, Anne Hathaway, uh, Kate Blanchett, Selena Gomez, they fell into place. And we ended up with this incredibly powerful piece of content and this network of partners, Intel, CNN, Google, Room to Read, the UN Foundation, all of whom were aligned against a vision of education for girls around the world. But how did she even get to this point? You don't just get a call saying your film will be voiced by Hollywood's biggest stars. So let's back up a little. So I was actually born in Nairobi, Kenya. My parents were there because my father was an engineer with the British government and was the head of Kenya Power and Light. And after the independence of Kenya, it was his role to turn over the power system to Kenyans in the wake of independence. And so he then got a job with the World Bank. And so my family moved to Washington, D.C. Back then, she had a window seat on what it looked like to be in the global development sector. All throughout my childhood, we would take trips back to Kenya and my mother would sort of save money all year long to go on these trips and we'd stop in other places along the way. And so what I would say about my childhood is from a very early age, I had a very, very strong sense of the privilege of growing up in the United States and how much need there was around the world in comparison. Holly had this burgeoning interest in foreign policy. She ended up studying international relations at Brown University. And then my first job out of college was as a journalist at ABC News. I guess you could say that from the very beginning, I was really interested in how um, telling stories could help people understand the world and by, through telling stories about the world, help bring the challenges that human beings face either across our nation or around the world. As a young producer then, Holly was very quickly thrown into the fire. Journalism back in the day was very much something you learned by doing. You learned by watching what other people were doing around you and then literally like starting to make calls, driving your car to the scene of the event, asking people questions and trying to sort of figure out what the source of the story was, always with this sort of deadline. Holly was originally working on the evening news at ABC and then on Good Morning America. It's funny because the two things that I remember really well about being at ABC was literally sheer terror every single morning waking up, not knowing what story that I might be assigned. 
And then on sort of a more human capacity, I'll never forget getting a call from my executive producer at Good Morning America, who said that she wanted me to get on a plane with Nancy Snyderman, who was our medical correspondent for GMA, and fly to Kosovo. We were going to fly into Macedonia, which is north of Greece, and it was during the Bosnian War, and Kosovar refugees, Albanian refugees, were pouring over the border into Macedonia. And what the executive producer said is that all of these refugees were being held and was basically a giant mud pit football field. Holly was about 28 when she got the assignment. The task was to infiltrate this refugee camp and bring the stories of these refugees to the world. There was something really powerful about the stories that we were able to report from Kosovo. And I'll never forget meeting a girl who was about my age. Her name was Albana. And she had lost everything pretty much overnight. And so those kinds of one-to-one human experiences that you get as a journalist stay with you for the rest of your life. When I think of my time at Good Morning America, I think of the number of hours I spent cold calling people to talk to them about coming on to the you know morning news program and sharing what are usually momentous moments in those early morning news guests' lives. And so the idea of sort of making cold calls and building something was something that I was trained to do and that didn't actually come to roost until it was time to build a campaign of my own. That campaign was Girl Rising. It was a global call with a singular message. When we educate girls, we can change the world. Girl Rising came about because I was working at the Tribeca Film Festival and a former colleague of mine from ABC News, a man named Tom Yellen, who used to work with Peter Jennings on everything that wasn't the evening news, he and I had lunch and he was thinking about the future of journalism and the fact that more and more of what the networks were looking for was sort of entertainment news as opposed to stories about issues that really, really mattered. And he had a whole series of pieces of content that he was hoping to produce. And he was looking for someone to help him imagine how to do that in a world where the networks were probably not going to pay the full cost of production for making the content work. Holly saw this as a challenge and an opportunity to change the landscape. So Girl Rising was really a marriage of my interest in this incredibly important idea that when you educate girls, you can change everything in a society, and my passion and commitment to the fact that telling really, really important stories matters in the world. Over 6,200 educators from over 125 countries and all 50 U.S. states have registered to use Girl Rising's feature film and free curriculum in their classrooms. My work on Girl Rising really made me more convinced that storytelling as an intervention in global development, as an intervention in how to make change, is both incredibly powerful and underutilized. And so I became really fascinated with how to actually engage audiences effectively with stories and how to empower audiences to, once they've been inspired by a piece of content, actually go out and make change. There's an underlying potency to stories that might not get the credit they deserve. 
There are a number of films, documentaries, videos, and other types of media that should. They're the ones who turn us from audience into more active members of society. Let's say a film that chronicles the challenges of a woman fighting for equal rights. I ask no favor for my sex. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. Or a riveting drama about systemic child abuse within the world's oldest and most trusted institutions. What about a notorious case of five teenagers of color who were convicted of a rape they did not commit? These stories, respectively, are depicted in the documentary RBG and the movie On the Basis of Sex, which tell the exceptional life of U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The other two are gut-wrenching stories told in the 2015 Oscar-winning film Spotlight and the Netflix limited series When They See Us. These and more than 100 feature and documentary films with pressing and socially relevant themes are all produced by Participant Media. The company was founded in 2004 by social entrepreneur Jeff Skoll. Under the leadership of CEO David Lindy, Participant Media uses the power of a good story, well told, to create real-world impact and awareness, ultimately activating the hearts and minds of people around the world's most vital issues. Finding my way to participant was an extraordinary confluence of luck and timing, if you will. I had teenage children and an older father, and I was thinking about writing a book about this idea of storytelling for social change when I got a call from a headhunter who said the participant was looking for a new chief impact officer. Um, so you can imagine, as somebody who was completely obsessed with this idea of how do you deploy content to make change in the world, to get a call about a job with the most prolific producer of socially conscious content was like a dream come true. And so then it was just managing my emotions like, am I going to get it or not? <laughs> so that was a long six months. Um, but it was really, really a very happy day when David Lindy, the CEO, called me and offered me the job. In October of 2017, Holly was named Chief Impact Officer at Participant Media. My role is a combination of sort of trying to set a vision for the company in terms of how we're going to deploy our content to create change, to build a set of partnerships around the company because everything we do is in partnership with others. You can't make impact unless you're working with impact leaders on the ground around the world who've dedicated their lives to the issues that our movies touch. And then maybe most importantly, my job is to help to inspire and coach and support the incredibly dedicated team of people inside Participant who wake up every day aligned with the same mission. Since assuming her role, the past two years have been a whirlwind for Holly. And she says they're only getting started. So our mission is to use storytelling to inspire social change. Our vision is a more sustainable world of peace and prosperity, which gives us a lot of room to work. And our goal is to inspire activism, to empower activists, and to connect activists. Holly believes that the recipe for success at Participant is a powerful combination of many things. The art of storytelling, creativity, 
in the remarkable commitment of everyday leaders, advocates, and activists. Whether they be chairing the board of the PTA or the local village council, all the way up to members of parliament and elected officials, that everyday leaders have a role to play in creating the future that we want to see. What we hope is that our stories, the stories we tell, help us reflect on the realities of our past, help us see our present with new glasses, if you will, and help us imagine a future that we want to see and work together to achieve that future. We've all seen movies or shows that made us laugh, sometimes uncontrollably, or made us learn new things. They give us joy and wonder. And in those fleeting moments, we forget about things we might be going through in our own lives. But once in a while, we come across a story that puts us in the shoes of someone else. It's really hard to explain when or how this internal shift happens. As we watch or hear stories play out, we gain a new perspective on a topic or issue, a perspective that could be so vastly different from our own. American Factory is one of those incredible films which, with delicacy and humanity, brings to life the challenge that I think we're all facing as work and how we work is changing. American Factory is a Netflix documentary produced by Participant Media. Through the lens of this factory in Ohio, you start to see how mass globalization and economic pressure starts to change the working lives of the everyday worker, and I'm going to say in America and also in China. Participant Media and its partners kicked off a national tour from September to December this year. The campaign will stop in six cities and bring together people from different spheres of the workplace into a dialogue. So what we're trying to do with our tour is to take this conversation on the road and use the film as a convening tool to bring together unlikely stakeholders to begin a conversation about what a positive future of work looks like for everyone. Asking people with opposing viewpoints to sit down and have a civil conversation is a bold undertaking. But these conversations do happen. Every day, individuals either take charge in leading these conversations or acknowledge that there are things they don't understand. This acknowledgement then becomes a gateway to empathy. And ultimately, this can lead to positive change. You know, this idea that a story can be the first inspiration for someone to discover their own agency, their own ability to be a contributor in the world, to make something happen, is something that I'm really passionate about. There are people we know, or may not know, who speak their truth and stand up for those who can't. That chemical, what if you drank it? Drank it? It's like saying, what if I swallowed a tire? What if whatever's killing those cows is in the drinking water. That's a clip from the upcoming film Dark Waters, starring Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway. The movie will be released in November. It's inspired by the true story of Robert Bilot, who uncovered the truth about deaths connected to one of the world's largest corporations. Afternoon. In this year's Social Good Summit in New York, we sat in the audience as Robert himself talked about the film and this sort of David versus Goliath story, where he played the lead role. I'll tell you, it's uh, definitely surreal. 
to be watching Mark Ruffalo uh, playing myself on the, on the screen in a major motion picture. <laughs> it really got me thinking about our work here at Sincerely Human and our mission at Human Group Media. We acknowledge the incredible opportunity we have producing podcasts that inspire social change. Each one of us can make a difference. And through the stories we share, we hope you find opportunities to take action. One of the things that I say to reassure people is that if you just continue to follow your passion and your curiosity, you look back at a certain point and everything sort of adds up and it makes sense. Holly's about to go into the second half of her life. She's been doing a lot of reflecting on what life's about and how humans interact. What she found is that most negative interactions are born from a place of pain. And so Holly says the work is to greet negativity with love as opposed to judgment. When Holly's children were little, she would ask them, what's the most important thing in life? She says the correct answer is, be nice to people. And it's something she tries to live by. Kindness is withholding judgment and instead interacting and behaving from a place of love. Holly says a great way to start is listening with love and empathy. If you want to learn more about Holly's work and Participant Media, please head on over to participant.com. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again next week. Remember, be good to one another. Learn more about CoinUp, a mobile app that makes charitable giving effortless. Once CoinUp is downloaded, you can round up and donate your everyday credit or debit card purchases to a cause you love. CoinUp will securely send your spare change directly to your chosen charity. You can download CoinUp on Google Play or the App Store. You can also learn more about the app at coinupapp.com.